Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time, as always. I'm sure that you have 50 things pulling you in different directions today. So I'm glad that you're spending just a little bit of time here. Not a lot on the homestead. Sun has continued to come out for a couple days in a row, so that's good. A few days. And the dogs are out on patrol. Just saw one of them go by after barking about something that I'm sure was extremely important. And the youngest rooster is also out on patrol. I think perhaps having lost one of his hens and trying to find her. Uh, it's quite entertaining to watch the interaction between the rooster and the hens. If you haven't had chickens before. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for laughter. Thank you for animals. Thank you for the people that listen to this podcast and share it. Be with them and their families. Guide us, Lord. Bless us. Protect us from evil. Surround us with your angels. Help us to do your will. Above all else. Thank you for the blessings of children, Lord. Help us to see them as adults through your eyes. Help us to protect them. Help us to care for them. To help those that are hurting. To take care of the orphan. The one who feels abandoned. And alone. And help us to fight against those. Father who would take advantage. Of these children. To fight them down wherever they are. To track them. To protect the least of these. And guide my words here, Father, please. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Eddie Rickenbacker. American fighter ace in France during World War I. Uh, received the Medal of Honor. Got a quote from him. I'm going to read the... Medal of Honor citation 
first. He was a first lieutenant at the time. Part of the 94th Aero Squadron. This was when the Air Force was still the U.S. Army Air Service. The date of the action was September 25th, 1918, near Billy, France. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity, I know I murdered that word, folks, sorry. My, my tongue's not working right this morning. Above and beyond the call of duty and action against the enemy near Billy, France, 25th September 1918. While on a voluntary patrol over the lines, First Lieutenant Rickenbacker attacked seven, seven enemy planes, five type Fokker protecting two type Halberstadt, if I said that right. Disregarding the odds against him, he dived on them and shot down one of the Fokkers out of control. He then attacked one of the Halberstats and sent it down also. I think that's the extent. These Medal of Honor citations uh, were much shorter sometimes. little bit about him. They have these details down at the bottom. It's kind of interesting. He was born October 8th, 1890 in Franklin County, Ohio. He died July 23rd, 1973 in Zurich, Switzerland. He's buried in Greenland Cemetery, or Green Lawn Cemetery, Columbus, Ohio. He was awarded the medal November 6th, 1930, in Bowling Field near Washington, D.C. It was presented by President Herbert Hoover. You get a chance, you want to read through some of these. The Congressional Medal of Honor Society has all of these listed. You can go in and list by name or service branch, etc. It's uh, pretty neat. So his quote, I pray to God every night of my life to be given the strength and power to continue my efforts to inspire in others the interest, the obligation, and the responsibilities that we owe to this land for the sake of future generations, for my boys and girls, so that we can always look back when the candle of life burns low and say, Thank God 
I have contributed my best to the land that contributed so much to me. Some of y'all that have been around the podcast for a while know this story. Uh, some of y'all that are new, I don't think I've told it in a while. And if I have, and, and you know it, forgive me. But when I was in the Marine Corps, there was a statement by the commanding general that was posted on the wall at regimental headquarters. And I'm paraphrasing now. It's been so many years, but the gist of it was, he said, let train your Marines and sailors so thoroughly, so diligently that no ghost can ever come back and accuse you saying, if you had just done your job a little better, I would still be alive. I would still be home with my wife and kids, my parents, my siblings. And that, it's always stuck with me. I, I haven't always uh, followed through with it. There's times in my life where I'm sure that I had the opportunity to do a better job than I did. But I hope as I get older, I, I correct that more and more often. This comment here by Rickenbacker reminds me of that. I pray to God every night of my life to be given the strength and power to continue my efforts. To inspire in others the interest, the obligation, and the responsibilities that we owe to this land for the sake of future generations. For my boys and girls, so that we can always look back when the candle of life burns low and say, thank God I have contributed my best to the land that contributed so much to me. Do we contribute our best each day? Do we even ask God to help us contribute our best each day to our country, to him, to our spouse, to our children? You know, it goes back to children so often, too. He talks about future generations. To inspire this, this obligation, the responsibility that we owe for future generations. We have abandoned that post so thoroughly over the last several decades. We don't teach the history of our nation. We don't talk to our children about those that came before us. We, we, and I'm, Lord, folks, I'm guilty of this. I'm so guilty of this too, but we, you know, we put an iPad in front of our kid and they play these video games that have absolutely no meaning on the future of their lives. Or we put them in front of a TV screen to watch a movie that they've already seen half a dozen times that teaches no great moral lessons or few, has no foundation on the principles that made this nation great. You know, and some of y'all are out there going, man, Cope, come on. That's that's a bit much. You're being a little, little overly dramatic. 
Maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe we just need to keep going about our business the way we have because it's worked out so well for us up to this point. Or maybe it matters how we spend every minute of every day. Maybe it matters what we watch and what we listen to, who we listen to. Maybe it matters the people that we talk to or don't talk to. The time we take to try and inspire in others obligation and responsibility, interest. Just thought, I'm going to tie in here one quote. I think we've got time for it. National motto, in God we trust, right? God has been under attack for quite a while. Go back to 1947 Supreme Court decision that completely erroneously said that our founders didn't want our faith in Christ and our institutions and politics, which if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that's not true. This is a court case from, oh no, it's not a court case, I'm sorry, it's, it's a revised statute from Kentucky that was passed in 1992 regarding conduct in schools. You think about Rickenbacker, our Medal of Honor winner that we talked about today, you think about his comment about future generations, boys and girls, right? Reading and posting in public schools of texts and documents on American history and heritage. Local school boards may allow any teacher or administrator in a public school district of the Commonwealth to read or post in a public school building, classroom, or event any excerpts or portions of the national motto, the national anthem, the Pledge of Allegiance, the preamble, to the Kentucky Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Mayflower Pact, the writings, speeches, documents, and proclamations of the Founding Fathers and Presidents of the United States, U.S. Supreme Court decisions, and acts of the U.S. Congress, including the published text of the Congressional Record. There shall be no content-based censorship of American history of heritage in the Commonwealth based on religious references in these writings, documents, and records. It tells you a lot, it says a lot, folks, when you really think about it, that we even have to make that statement, that you've even got to say, well, it's okay to teach history. In America, it's okay to teach our heritage in America, that's okay. How in the world are we going to protect for future generations 
our history, our heritage, this country, if we don't even teach them this stuff, can almost guarantee you that the vast majority of what we talk about on this podcast is not taught in classrooms across the country. And yet, where are the sources for for the, the overwhelming majority of the information that we talk about on this podcast? Congress? Presidents? Other national leaders? Supreme Court justices? Supreme Court cases? Commentaries? by Supreme Court lawyers. The one we read today, a Medal of Honor winner. This here from Kentucky can almost guarantee you, and if you don't believe me, write down a couple quotes that we talk about on the podcast and go take them to a teacher that you trust and ask them if they talk about, right? Patrick Henry, it can't be stressed too often that this was a nation founded not by religionists, but by Christians, not on religion, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. President Woodrow Wilson, America was born a Christian nation. Lincoln's, some of Lincoln's speeches probably are taught. You're probably going to run into a couple places where they talk about Lincoln's. But I wonder, I wonder how quickly they gloss over his references to God, the Father of Jesus Christ. John Adams, right, would be another huge one. The point is, it comes back to this so often, folks. If we're going to win this fight, whether it turns into a hot civil war or not, we're going to have to take back education and culture from the left. You know, they're doing a real good job of trying to erase history. Pull down statues of our founding fathers. Columbus. Pull down statues that were built to try and reunite the country after the Civil War. What do you do? What do you think the purpose is of a people of a group of individuals who are trying to erase history. Why would they try and erase history? Well, why have we seen it in other countries around the world throughout the 20th century? Why do you try and erase history? So that you can make it what you want. So that you're not beholden to the truth. 
and so that you can convince people to go down the same slippery slope that has been tried before and failed and led to genocide and slaughter, starvation, torture, war. Whether you think that's in the hearts of your neighbors, family and friends that vote for the left or not, is irrelevant. That's what the action does when we support suppression of or rewriting of history. And they've been doing it for a while, folks. They've got a pretty good head start on us. We're going to have to get back to teaching the history and heritage of our nation to our children. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.